Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like when you remove a hardwood floor in your bedroom and find a beautiful carpet underneath. Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you have just tuned in especially to hear the show then i admire your taste if you have just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Everything Heather needs to know in life, she learned in kindergarten. If you poop your pants, they let you go home. Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. <laughs> You need to go home, <laughs> or are we good? I'm gonna hide this. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Horry. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle wouldn't pay for a personal trainer. But she would pay for someone to just knock unhealthy food out of her hands. Right out. They just walk along beside you. Yep. You've got a hamburger. Bomb. Gone. On the floor. Yep. Next. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. In the background, laughing away, we also have 
Nathan Bush. Yay! Nathan says, <laughs> I bet no one's ever been so pleased to see you in your life, have you? Nathan says you've got to love yourself, just not in public places, right? <gasps> right. <laughs> when is the court hearing? This is... Hi, Adrian. Series 2, episode 126. 126 is an exhibitionist kind of a number that eats lettuce and likes rolling around on the rug. 126 is a film roll format for 35mm stock. Heather is always going on about photograph jokes. You just can't shut her up. I have all the gear I ever need, said no photographer ever. So, for the first time in the history of more questions than answers, we have, I didn't know that, about photography quiz. Points to be had early on in the show. What sides of our faces look better than the other side? in a photograph and you have a 50% chance of getting this right what is your best side in a photograph traditionally speaking and there is scientific reason for this so you have a choice now you have a juncture in the middle of the road life is like this in many respects the right side you're gonna go with the right side the right side of your face looks better than the left side of your face miss morris oh you know what the outside of my face looks better. <laughs> Can we now suggest that the inside of Michelle's face looks better? Some days are better than others. You're going to go with the right-hand side of your face. Michelle, you can stick to that, or you could... I'm going to go crazy and say the left. You can go polemic. It is, in fact, the left. The left is better than the right. Does anyone want to have a guess at this? It is scientific, but there is a reason why the left-hand side of your face does look... Not mine. ...better. <laughs> What's wrong with the left-hand side? It looks I prefer the same. my right. Do you really? Yes. Both of them are beautiful, Heather. Uh, especially the outside. Nice. Yeah. I don't have a preferred side of my face. I've never given you it... You should. Oh, my. <laughs> Heather's on... Oh, Minus no. two. <laughs> it's a bit early for that, madam. We haven't even got to the proper quiz part yet. The left exhibits greater intensity of emotion, which the viewer finds more aesthetically pleasing. So you are more emotive on the left-hand side of your face. Scottish physicist James Clerk Maxwell produced the world's first colour photograph. I just want to know. What year that was, and the closest one will win the points. Really? Scottish physicist James uh-huh. Clerk Maxwell. First ever colour photograph. I'm going to need the year. Um, I would say 1888. 1888. Michelle, you're sweating. Look at you. I know. It wasn't like this at school, was it? No. 1860. You are on the money and you are on fire. It is 1861. I shall give you two more points. The ugly head of cheating once again raises itself. Oh, my God. Dances around the room like a chicken. (laughs) Just for an extra point, I will throw this in there. Bearing in mind this gentleman's Scottish, so do take that into consideration. What do you think the first ever colour photograph was of? Thistle. Thistle. You're going with a thistle. A thistle. A thistle. thistle. That multicoloured <laughs> thistle. thistle. 
Look at the purple in that. That's come out really well, isn't it? Really saturated, that purple. Mm. Have any thoughts, Michelle? Any thoughts? I'm going to go with Loch Ness. Loch Ness. Now, the key is that this needs to sit still for a very long time. Oh. And it's got three colours in it. And the first ever colour photograph, rather boringly, was a picture of some tartan. He put it through a blue process, a yellow process, and a red process. But it was tartan, that first ever colour photograph. Boring. What percentage? Well, that's the Scots for you, isn't it? (laughs) If you like precipitation and rolled oats, that's the place for you. Haggis. Oh, man. What percentage of people are drunk in their Facebook photographs? (laughs) Surveys have been done. Surveys (laughs) says... Survey says Heather Morris is now going home. (laughs) I would say 52%. You're going with 52%. Mm -hmm. Michelle Corrie. 35. Heather has won the points. Would you believe a whopping 74% of all Facebook profile pictures are of drunk people or they were inebriated? Heather has managed to claw her way back. You took that at 6.30 in the morning. Yes. Hang on. That's on your way to work. (laughs) This is me before a day of teaching kids. This is me for driving a postal vehicle. (laughs) Look, this is Captain Webster about to take that Airbus to Singapore. Good times. It's not old shaky Webster. I thought they'd struck him off. It's okay because I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly acceptable. Before photography, of course, people didn't know what they looked like as children. (laughs) No, that's not funny. That's facts. It's true. How would you know what you looked like as a kid before photography? Mirrors. God, you was an ugly kid. How would you know? People didn't know what they looked like with their eyes closed either, I might add. Two things photography has bought to 21st century living at the end of that first photography i can't believe mqta quiz michelle's on four and heather's managed to claw her way back to zero yay one two six <laughs> valida is the name of an asteroid discovered by frenchman paul henry in 1872 there you go asteroids nature's way of asking how the space program's coming along <laughs> so for the first time oh. on mqta radio i can't believe that about asteroids, fun facts, and bizarre <laughs> information. How many tons fun. of asteroids fall towards the Earth every single day? Tons. How many tons of asteroids Three. fall on this little blue, <laughs> little blue marble? Three. Three tons of asteroids. Yes. Every day. Yes. What are you going to go with, Michelle? Seven. You are in fact winning. That is a hundred tons, though. It is a hundred tons. <laughs> Of asteroids fall into the atmosphere. Most are burnt up and then come down as space dust. But it is true, 100 tons of asteroids... Well, then they don't hit the Earth, do they? Yes, they do. They come down as dust, ultimately. Dust. Oh. Dust. Dust. No, dust. Dust. Eat some dust. Dust. There's no calories dust. in dust, is there? Do you know you have a 1 in 700,000 chance of being hit by an asteroid? Is that more than lightning? More than the lottery? Lightning's very common. (laughs) Well, let me give you some examples. I did do some research. You've got a 1 in 700,000 chance of being hit by an asteroid. You have a 1 in 175 million chance of winning the lottery. So by some clear distance, you have got more chance 
of being struck by an asteroid. But that could be, oh my God, I seem to have some dust on my coat. Do you hmm. see what I'm saying? But Doesn't that, seem right. What I will say, they never say this statistically, but you've got a 1 in 175 million chance of winning the lottery. But what's the chances that someone will win the lottery? Do you 100%. see what? Absolutely. So statistically, I find that very, very interesting. One in 700,000 for an asteroid is very close to one in 800,000, which is the chance of having quadruplets. So you've pretty much got the same chance of having quadruplets as you've got of being hit by an asteroid. If all those kids are identical, by the way, that is then one in 11 million. So if we have quadruplets and they all look identical, that's still 16 times more likely to happen than winning the national lottery. Boo. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. 126 is the number of a highway that runs through Road Island. I'm Mm -hmm. guessing it's not a very long highway. So we venture, we creep into the quiz that is, I can't believe that about Road Island, MQTA quiz, points to be had. It is illegal to throw what on a trolley bus in Road Island? Throw your temper. Throw a, throw a tantrum. Gum. Throw mm. gum. I'm going to give you a clue. It's it would be nice. juice related. I'm going to throw my blank juice all over the trolley bus. I'm in Rhode Island. I'm going to get a ticket. Clam. Clam juice. <laughs> I was going to say clam. Do you know that clam juice always gets away from me? I can never keep it under control. Go hogs. There you go. I have no idea what you just said, but we'll go with that. Any thoughts, Michelle? Mm, juice. What kind of juice aren't you allowed to throw around on a trolley? Pickle. Pickle juice. That's ridiculous, and it is in fact the right answer. <gasps> you now. <laughs> there is so much cheating going on in this show. You have to keep your pickle juice to yourself if you're on a bus in Rhode Island. If you get someone, the woman opposite you, you will be in a lot of trouble. Rhode Island was the first home to this outdoor match. It is a sport on US soil. What was it? Rhode Island, home to the first ever outdoor match of what? Croquet. Croquet. Mm. As opposed to the indoor version of croquet. Sure. Okay, carpet croquet. Never heard of it. No, it doesn't exist. I'm making this up. Or shuffleboard. Yeah. Oh, you're throwing a couple out there, aren't you? I am. If it helps you, it was 1876. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, I, do you want some WD-40? Stop. I can hear that seizing up. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with baseball. It was, in fact, polo, which makes me wonder what indoor polo was like, because that said the first outdoor event, which means that there was some indoor polo taking place. So you tell me where horses were running around, people were swinging large mallets, and it was indoors of all places. Sounds like my house. There? Was, was the first person Marco? <laughs> Marco! Polo! <laughs> Marco! Polo! <laughs> I believe the person that invented that was actually called Ralph Lauren. <laughs> Rhode Island also held the first ever open golf tournament in 1895 on US soil and the first outdoors lawn tennis event. So tennis, polo and golf. We can thank Rhode Island for doing that first. 
in the United States of America. I do every day. It was once illegal to sell what with a toothbrush to the same person on a Sunday. I've gone into the huh? gone into the grocery store. I've bought a toothbrush. I'm yeah. in Rhode Island. Uh-huh. I have a second product with me. It is now illegal to buy that with and in conjunction with the toothbrush. Hmm, toilet bowl cleaner. Toilet bowl. <laughs> like toilet duck. Yes. Okay. What are we going with, Michelle? I'm going to say mouthwash. We are not too far away. You were not allowed to buy a toothbrush and toothpaste together. I thought that would do On a Sunday in Rhode Island. You can look these things up. As I live and breathe, this is the God's honest truth, which leads us to the end of the 126 quiz with Michelle on eight, Heather on two, and I am yet to score, but I'm sure by the end I will be winning. This leads us very nicely (laughs) into our favourite part of the show. It is Mailbag. It is your letters, Mailbag. your messages of support. Jody, our regular listener, posted. I am a proud supporter of MQTA. Join me. It's great to get the shows instantly and support the greatest show on earth. Yeah. He is one of our patrons, yeah. I believe. Thank you, Jody, so mm-hmm. much. Yep, thank you. He is. If you want to know what he's discussing, this show's free. It'll always be free, but we do have studio costs. We do have a lot of expenses. We have to pay for the websites that host all of our archives Mm. that I'll talk about shortly. If you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, people are donating a dollar to the show just to pay for the expenses. As I said, this show's free. It'll always be free. But if you want to go and help us out, we would certainly appreciate your support. And Jody is one of those individuals, so I appreciate that. Jill in Minnesota has written most excellent and entertaining show. You are all actually very funny. Like there's a surprise that we could be funny. <laughs> Thank you, Jill. Surprise. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Some of us are funny. Let's go down that path for the moment. Yeah, Adrian's catching up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Heather's on. Minus two. <laughs> She is now on. Minus two. Frank in California is posted. As I sit in my truck, I'm in a standstill traffic, in 110 degree heat in Southern California, watching them put out all the bushfires. I am so looking forward to the show. (laughs) Thanks, Frank. There's always someone worse off than yourself. And if we can bring a little glimmer of happiness in informative radio... Interesting. I'm trying my best for crying in the night. If I tell enough people, someone will believe me. I'm still getting away with the fact that for the fourth year now, I'm calling it a paranormal quiz show. But no one's actually pulled me up on that yet. Kevin in Minnesota has written. Kevin, we love you, Kevin. Always the place to be listening on a Friday night and kevin's having some issues with his back so if you'd like to give him some prayers and some healing that's kevin in minnesota in mankato i'm sure he would be very very grateful love you kevin yep martin our regular listener in new york has created an amazing online auction site it's called martin's online auctions on facebook there's everything on there from the living dead dolls to 80s metal concert t-shirts the unusual strange intriguing and bizarre 
Go and have a look at what is morbidly fascinating. These items are just a couple of clicks away from owning. Remember Martin's online auctions on Facebook. You've already shown good taste by listening to the show. Now you can surround yourself with good taste as well. Oh, Martin. I got an email from him this week and he is working on some special projects in which he is going to grace the studio with one of them. What? Yes, it's a secret (gasps) and they are fabulous. So, Martin, keep your eyes peeled. I can't wait. Keep your eyes peeled on the radio. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's going to be useful. Oh. Yeah, they're, they are super great. Just like Christmas. Can't wait. Can't wait. We do have fun. This is a great show. I love this show. I've ever mentioned that. I oh. love this show. You can write to us. I love receiving your comments. If you wish to make comments about the show, I will read them out, including the bad ones that my mother sends me, of course. If you go to Facebook and search for more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, we have 6,000 followers on there at the moment. We have all of tonight's stories, all of the cartoons, all of the videos, the chat, the banter. We have so much fun on there. Everyone's interacting. That really is a fabulous site to be on. That's more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. On Facebook, if you go to SoundCloud and search for MQTA Radio, that's soundcloud.com, you will find all of our archives for the last four years. You can listen to the show to your heart's content over and over again, back to back, in the car, in the gym, walking the dog. It's all on there for you, free of charge, of course. But if you do listen to the show, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do. At the top of the hour, we stay on air for an extra 20 to 25 minutes in a round called Not For Your Mother. These are the stories from around the world that are laden with innuendo. It's all the stories of sex and intrigue, the things we can't read out, the things your mother would not want to listen to. And many people write to us and say that that's their favourite part of the show. (laughs) But we can only read that out on air. This is why we don't have cameras in the studio. God, I feel like a school teacher. Wow. Oh, my. Two snorts for the price of one. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort, Michelle Curry drinking game, you can now have two shots, apparently. Who knew? Oh, my God. But they are available on SoundCloud, and there's an extra 20 minutes in a round called Not For Your Mother. Also on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. You have no excuses for not finding us. We have a Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore Tips. We have 94,000 followers on there. Why aren't you listening to us first? Listen to us first, Friday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, Dark Matter Digital Network, dot com. 100,000 listeners listening there in 190 countries and remember my latest book mysterious midwest unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead is now available in all good bookshops and on amazon and it has a forward written by david ellison the award-winning grammy bass guitarist of megadeth we also have some youtube accounts go search for more questions and answers you'll find us all over youtube with funny outtakes and lots of interesting things for you to find. We had quite the weekend, didn't we? Yes, we did. We went to the Renfest, the Renaissance Festival in yes. Shakopee, one of the biggest Renfests in the whole of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. We had a fabulous time mm-hmm. wandering around mm-hmm. on Labor Day on mm-hmm. Monday. Good time to go, really, because people are 
wanting to stay at home with their families. Not that Labor Day. It was the last day of the state fair as well, I believe. So it was in competition with many, many things. Miss Corrie and Miss Morris spent many, many hours making costumes. Would you like to give the ladies and gentlemen, listening to more questions and answers, a flavour of your day? Well, I dressed up as Maleficent again, but this year... I decided to do a full set of static or still wings. You are the darkness. You made wings, like proper angel wings with black Amazing. F- feathers. Yes, I handmade every feather on that thing. You did. You and had many they- children coming up to you genuinely think mm-hmm. that you are Maleficent. It was amazing. Not only children. <laughs> Yes, there was a lot of prepubescent teenage boys that were rather strangely attractive. You had a crow on the end of a stick as well. I did. What was his name? Edgar Allan Crow. Of course it Made was. an appearance again on a lit stick. A stick with a... <laughs> yeah, we call those matches. You had a... Let me rephrase that in English. You had a staff with a glowing orb on the end of it, yes, rather than it was, a lit stick. It was stick. beautiful. Jeez. Michelle, you were not left out of this fun and frivolity, I were you? I was not. You dressed as... The Snow Queen. White and dark. This mm-hmm. is it. Yin and yang, the two of you. You had an owl on a stick, didn't you? I did. Reginald. 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 Reggie. It's Reggie. You could not get round the Renfest. You were stopped. How many times do you think people wanted photographs with you both? I would oh. have to say we were probably stopped about 200. We couldn't go. No. 10 feet without You could even go and get some cheese curds. It took you an hour. (laughs) We couldn't eat. You couldn't get there. (laughs) I couldn't even sit down. Even when I sat down, I I got asked to get up. So I decided, and I mentioned this on the show, I think, several weeks ago. I've got the goatee beard. I now have the gray hair at the side. Never had gray hair until I came to America, I might add. Mm -hmm. Had the gray hair at the side. Got the English accent. It was only ever going to be Doctor Strange, wasn't it? So I made the Doctor Strange costume. The two of you helped me to dye my hair, but leave the grey at the side. So I now look like a skunk, which was what I wanted, of course. (laughs) Everyone wants to look like that. My hair used to be black. So when I was younger, in my 20s, I had a black beard and I had black hair. It was very bizarre. I've never dyed my hair before, other than like bleaching it white when I was, you know, in my youth, like Billy Idol. And then every insect in a 30 mile radius decided to pollinate. I was a sex object. For various insects that summer, unfortunately. Gross. But I woke up the following day, looked in the mirror, blurry-eyed, and I was like 25 again. It was great. My hair was black. I've never known such things. Yes. My ego may make me dye my hair black more often. <laughs> he barely fit in the car if that I is. know. The ego has landed. <laughs> yes. We had a lot of fun. A lot of people. We did. Yep. Obviously knew who I was because we're surrounded by nerds. Yep. Lots of people are asking me how my hands were and hello, Doctor Strange. We had a fabulous time. We could not get around. I am the not Renfest. calling my fans nerds. No, <laughs> but I'm liking the Doctor Strange. I thought that went very well. We had a fabulous and wondrous time. We yes, will we be did. making another appearance and only one. Yes. Yes. We will be going back. You'll have to check that out and uh, catch us walking around. If you go to our Facebook site. That's right. And friend us, you will find the photographs for a fab, fabulous and wondrous day out. Now, on the way back, we have to drive along Highway 169. 
There is a bright yellow candy shop. It is the biggest candy store in the whole of Minnesota. It's probably, amazing. It is. Probably the whole of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. We have discussed this before, the day I went in there and dropped $100 on British chocolate. Because mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. seen British chocolate for the longest time. And, of course, it's imported, so everything's five bucks. You need to put 20 candy bars in your basket, and then you're in a world of hurt and pain, right? Yes. Now, episode 70, <gasps> series two, was <sighs> Michelle's first ever yeah. MQTA Oh, quiz. you didn't. Please tell me no. And okay. we forced-fed her Harry Potter jelly beans. <laughs> Harry Potter jelly beans. And she did get the wrong end of the uh, pineapple there somewhere. She did. She the, picked the wrong one. The earwax, sausage, and dirt combination yes. springs to mind. The following episode, which is episode 71, mm-hmm. we went to this candy store, and we bought ranch-flavored soda, and we also bought buffalo chicken flavoured soda. Oh, that was disgusting. And the two together wasn't the worst combination in the world, but it's very odd drinking ranch that's fizzy. I have to say that. Anything that's fizzy, like a watermelon that's fizzy, shouldn't be eaten, shouldn't be passing your lips. Now, we passed through Jordan. We went to the candy store. Yes. We have sat in front of me, in glorious Technicolor, another new soda for everyone to try. Let me take the lid off that. This is where the new girl in the corner is puking up her guts. I'm going to pour this out. It looks, for our listeners at home, just to give you a flavour of things, it looks exactly like the first wee-wee you would have in the morning, the very first one. Would you pass me your cup, please, Michelle? It looks radioactive. I will do the honours. It is a lovely fluorescent, bright, yellowy, green colour. I'll give you a little bit more to work with there. On the label, it says that this is pickle-flavoured soda and underneath it says y'all get your fixings show me the label there show you the label pickle pickle flavored (laughs) no i haven't just weed in a bottle (laughs) this is a trick live on air to get michelle to drink a bottle of my stale wee wee it's a little tart isn't it it's sick creamy in places Oh, it's jumping around it's very fizzy i shall pass one to nathan thank you let's have a smell let's have a Oh, it does smell like pickle Vinegary. Wow. (laughs) Yes, that actually smells like the first wee-wee you have in the morning. All right, who's going first? Dilly. Miss Morris, go on. You're the one with the cup. Chug, chug. Get it down, you girl. That's the way. Lovely jubbly. You actually like that, don't you? Oh, Oh, no. Look at her face. It's not not terrible. It tastes like sweet pickles. Sweet? I love sweet pickles. Oh, you're going to love this. Get in there. All right, here we go. Let's have a go. This is great radio, isn't it? Listening to people gurgling with... Oh, wait, no! Wait, wait, oh, wait. no! Oh, she's... Oh, Hold no. On. She's gone now, green. Now, now, think about the taste oh, and no. think, oh, it's not That's terrible. Ter- it is terrible. I can smell it. Let Me and Nathan oh. are going to go together. <laughs> oh, let's let's have a swig. Oh, no. Just ignore Michelle throwing up. New girl in the corner throwing her guts up. I've tasted worse things. I have tasted oh. worse things. It's so weird. Oh. It's a strange. You should have some more, Michelle. Combination. Yeah, like I think have the entire all. bottle. There you go. You want some? So that was I got some. We're good. our adventures this weekend. As we ran into the first round, it is the round of ghosts and hauntings with Michelle throwing up in the background. She is in the lead on eight. If that helps you, <laughs> Not I'm really. yet to score. And Heather. <coughs> Is on minus two. Have you managed to get rid of that? Is it all good? I'm better. You have gone green. (laughs) 
Which is what you want from pickle juice, isn't it? Is it is true. Mm-hmm. Terry and Linda Jameson, known internationally as the Psychic Twins. Known internationally as the Psychic Twins means they've called themselves the Psychic <laughs> Twins. But no one else yeah, is actually aware yeah. of that. I know them. I know a few people like that. I know people that have just taken their first name, put the name paranormal in front of it, and call themselves Me that. Me too. And then made t-shirts up. <laughs> Look, it's paranormal Nathan. Let's create a website, knock up a few t-shirts, and we'll be famous. I got the keychain. <gasps> they claim to be possessed <laughs> by ghosts who oh. take control of their hands and write eerie messages. They claim to have contacted Princess Diana ahead of her 20th anniversary of her death. In a world-exclusive interview for the Daily Star Online, the pair asked the people's princess questions about the crash. By the way, if you're being interviewed and it's going on the Daily Star Online, that means they didn't think it was good enough to go in the paper. You see where we're going with that. Prince Charles, Camilla, and the monarchy resulting in some bombshell revelations. Among the most shocking responses was to how she felt about Camilla Parker Bowles following her affair with Prince Charles while he was married to Diana. As the princess revealed, she wishes her happiness. The twins who claim they predicted the 9-11 terror attacks, the Boston Marathon bombings and the rise of ISIS. I like the way Princess Diana's thrown into that mixture there. Charles was in love with Camilla Parker Bowles said Diana and he married her after my death as you know you don't have to be psychic to know this stuff just (laughs) repeating historical facts doesn't make you a psychic does it perhaps he should never have married her perhaps he should have married her instead of me there's edging your bets but he couldn't at the time it is a very different world now and not an easy one for the royals to navigate this response was just one of a wave of shocking admissions In a TV interview with Martin Bashir, Diana famously said she wanted to be the queen of people's hearts. But the twins have revealed the princess never wanted to become the queen. The twins told Daily Star Online, Diana said it was not an accident. It was a well-planned, very intentional plot, well executed. Many people were involved. I had a karmic contract to pass at the age of 36 in a dramatic way to focus attention on various issues. In truth, it was a very involved conspiracy behind my death. I hesitate to name names. That's useful for a psychic, isn't it? She said she doesn't (laughs) want to name names, so I can't give you the details, unfortunately. The driver, while inebriated, definitely played a role. In the crash. Wow. Sorry. I got that in both headphones. I'm really sorry. That was like. I didn't feel that stereo. coming. Stereo. Sorry. That's really causing you some problems, isn't it? It is, I'm, actually. I almost feel bad for you now. Maybe. Almost. Ghost of die or they must be high. Decide for yourself. I will give myself two points. You can find that full story on Facebook if you search for more questions and answers. Show me the psychic twins, sweetheart. (laughs) Hang on, my grandmother's coming through. I'm now a Reiki master. I got trained up on Wednesday to be a Reiki master. I've been doing Reiki for 17 years. What that basically means is I can make your chest wobble by just thinking about it. I'm doing it now. I'm I'm making it wobble just by the power Isn't of thought. Isn't that funny? Oh, I feel on. nothing again. Oh, it's Michelle. Sorry. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> I only got trained up on Wednesday. It's going around corners. It is. 
perfect. Oh, I feel that's working. Do you feel healed? That's the power of energy. <laughs> Heather, what have you got for me in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A paranormal investigator was left shaken after he claims to have made contact with a spirit on Britain's most haunted road. Did you know you had one of those? I believe I did know that, actually. I may have been there. Where do you think it is? It's the haunted road. <laughs> I would like to tell you, but the spirits are telling me not to. Oh, oh good Lord. Investigator Phil Sinclair was filmed in the woods in Sheffield. That'll be it. Sheffield, South yeah. South Yorkshire. South Yorkshire. To try to see if reported sightings of the spirits of children and a monk were true. And a monkey what? <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm being haunted by a monkey. Oh, yeah. I have to leave peanuts out as trigger objects. <laughs> <laughs> the 15-minute film shows Phil use an ovalis, a device that detects EMF and turns it into language. To right help- there, you know more than Rob Lowe. Oh. Just in that sentence. <laughs> to, I'd like Rob. You leave him alone. He is sensey. Wow. <laughs> She's got a mean face. <laughs> she has to grind her horns down like Hellboy. Mm-hmm. I was tired of you telling people that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny, and I thought I'd squeeze the pips out of that for the entire day. <laughs> well, that the obelisk is to help communicate and record the spiritual encounter. The footage filmed on September 2nd recorded a terrifying growl telling him to get out get it. before the spirit says he needs something. <laughs> oh. Phil replies, what do you need? And it says, your soul. <laughs> what, it was a Good gay... luck. <laughs> Sorry, that morphed into like a gay robot. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> Do you know, when I came to this haunted road in Sheffield, I thought to myself, what am I missing? I've got my flashlight and I've got the ovulus. Check. Gay robot. I needed a gay robot with me. Oh, wow. wow. This investigation is the most terrifying one so far for me personally, as it affected me enough I couldn't sleep, said Phil, who is a 30-year-old guitar tutor. So when he's I, unemployed then. That's pretty much <laughs> it, yeah. When I got home, I couldn't shake the image from my mind, leaving me to take a sleeping tablet. I always thought it was a sleeping powder. Sleeping powder? <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> wake up, wake up, you've won. <laughs> I'm not the one That to... drink you gave me really made my jaw ache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one to jump straight in and say anything and everything is paranormal. I like to debunk as much as I can, but this experience is something I cannot explain. The figure in the video seems to pass behind me and the girl holding the light and then said she feels that there is a presence behind her. So she's gifted like as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The road is claimed to be Britain's most haunted after reports of two security guards witnessing a group of children playing Ring O Ring O Roses. Isn't it Ring Around? No, it's not. No, it's, it's Ring Around the Roses. In this country, it may be, but if we're going back to the original medieval that we it's sing in Britain, it's Ring Around the Roses. It's Ring Around the Roses. Of course, <laughs> it is. I've been an idiot. <laughs> I shall go and punish myself. Oh, I've been a naughty boy. Naughty boy. Naughty I boy. must punish myself. Well, anyway, they thought there was a monk roaming the area as well as some children. Do. 
In the video's description, Phil wrote, I literally struggle to find the words to describe what I witnessed during this investigation. But still managed to get an article written down. I feel I was making contact with multiple spirits, either children or that of a male. I can't help think I was dealing with an evil presence, which ultimately told me to... Get out. (laughs) I still think that sounds like a gay robot. (laughs) Dear. This is terrible. Oh, how do I look in this dress? Is it following me? I've put ball bearings in the hem so it moves with me as I walk. Does it look good? That's what you want in life, is it stranded on a spaceship (laughs) with a transvestite robot? (laughs) Michelle, Mm. what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A chilling new documentary shows a real-life exorcism performed by a priest known to the world as the Dean of Exorcists. The program has been filmed by the director of horror cult classic The Exorcist, who was invited to watch the Italian priest at work. When William Friedkin shot The Exorcist in 1973, he had never actually seen an exorcism, though even at the time he believed in the power of the rite, which is designed to evict demons or other evil spirits from a possessed person. Decades later, the American director came full circle when he was able to actually film one close up thanks to Father Gabriel Amorth, who regularly performed exorcism for the Vatican's Rome Diocese. The result is an unsettling documentary, The Devil and Father Amorth, which recently screened at the Venice Film Festival. The film features an Italian woman who is seen violently thrashing around, foaming at the mouth, and screaming as the exorcism is carried out. Father Amorth has passed away since the documentary was shot, and Friedkin has revealed how he finally got the chance to see the Dean of Exorcists in action. He said, I was familiar with his books, four or five of which are translated into English, and I knew that he was kindly disposed towards the Exorcist movie, even though he said the special effects were over the top. Something clicked, and through a friend I was able to write to Father Amorth, Two days later, he wrote me back and said that he would meet me. Friedkin says in the United States in the 20th century, there were only two reported cases of possession, as far as Mr. Blatty and I could tell. There were only two cases that had any substantial writing about them in the United States. I find that remarkable. I, I don't I believe do it. Too. I do not believe that they think there's only been two exorcisms. Two documented. Two documented in the United States in the 20th century. In the 20th century. What planet yeah. are they on? I've done more than that just in my own career. In our own house. We've done that. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> We've done more than that in a studio. <laughs> We're going to have to do that after you've left with that pickle juice. <laughs> the church doesn't say a lot about this, and they don't want us to publicize it at all. Father Amorth gave me permission He operated quite independently from the church procedure and was openly critical of the Vatican. I was shocked as I had no idea that I would ever be able to meet with him. I knew how busy he was, and he was doing exorcism all day, every day, right up until he went into the hospital and then died in September of 2016. Wow, the devil makes work for idle hands. Mm Mm-hmm. 
He believed that I had enough cachet to take his story, and that I would be able to bring it to public by the way of a film. I had to shoot it alone, obviously, and the conditions that were that I would come along with no crew and no lights. It was absolutely terrifying. I went from being afraid of what could happen to feeling a great deal of empathy for this woman's pain and suffering, which is obvious in the film. The one that I filmed was her ninth exorcism. Ninth. So they didn't do a good enough job the first eight times. Are they charging her for it? Nine. Nine. (laughs) German. German exorcisms. And she was having one a month. Mein Gott in Himmel. (laughs) I later consulted with neurologists, brain surgeons, and some of the best of the United States. The brain surgeons had no idea what her affliction was, and none of them would recommend an operation. They believe that everything originates in the brain, but they say this in the film, that they have never seen anything quite like these symptoms. Then the psychiatrists all described how psychiatry now recognizes demonic possession. That's a terrible combination, isn't it? German and possession in the same sentence. The smell of sauerkraut, the whiff of a sausage, darkness falling upon you. Schnitzel. (laughs) Schnitzel. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? I think I'd schnitzel as well, I'd be that scared. I shall give you points, Michelle. You are in double integers. You have moved up to ten at the end of that round. I'm on two and Heather is back. To zero as we go into the round, that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. A disgusting blob creature that looks like a brain has been discovered in a lake called the Lost Lagoon. The horrible beastie is a nasty brown colour and is said to feel squishy, but firm to the touch. Squishy. A bit like a jelly. Brown (laughs) brown jelly. Why don't we have coffee-flavoured jelly? Why isn't there coffee-flavoured jello? Surely that would be a good thing, wouldn't it? Could you not imagine a coffee-flavoured jello? Or even tea. Green tea jello. That would be refreshing, wouldn't it? (gasps) Selena Starnes from the Stanley Park Ecology Society pulled one of the specimens out of the Lost Lagoon in Stanley Park in Vancouver, Canada. In the video, the organism can be seen jiggling and pulsating as it's dragged from the water God. and that's how I was banned from the local <laughs> swimming pool the blob Ew. is called Bryozoan that seems a very Brian? strange Brian the blob's name <laughs> yes it's the man with two Brian's does it have a magic carpet the bob the bob the bob is called Brian <laughs> He's a schizophrenic. Yeah. Does he need an exorcism? <laughs> Apparently. He's a bryozoan. And he's actually made up of tiny microscopic organisms called zoids. <laughs> My granddad suffered terribly with the zoids, which can multiply without needing to have sex. They are known to live for... Oh, both women were like, oh, I'm sorry. That's disappointing, isn't it? Not really. Go on. They are known to live further south in areas east of the Mississippi River, but this is the first time they have been spotted in such a northerly area. It is believed they may be thriving across North America due to climate change. With warmer climate, 
They might migrate somewhere further north. If you see brown brains working their way across your yard late at night, going through your trash, looking for food. I haven't seen any brains around here. Oh, oh, no. You were doing so well. Ian Walker, who's a biology professor at the University of British Columbia, said, I can only really speculate how they might have spread. But don't worry, it's not actually alive. So no sex and not alive. It's like being married, really. Pretty much. (laughs) Big brown brain. Oh, they're insane. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site and see the pulsating brown jelly brain for yourself. Where's Steve McQueen when you need him? I shall give myself points for being fun and informative, and I'm now up to a hedonistic four. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Something interesting. Well, you tell me the story, and I will tell you whether it's interesting. Guarantee you've never seen it before. I'd never seen a brown pulsating jelly brain up until three minutes ago. Yeah, we know. leaving until that pencil's found i'm sorry what i was teaching then i was back in britain i get post-traumatic stress disorder from my teaching career well a hermit crab a hermit crab yeah a little hermit crab on a remote pacific island is going viral after curing its homelessness by using a discarded doll head as a show it's like the thing there's a doll head but it's only going sideways it's not coming towards me it's mocking me it's going left it's going right it's I like that thing, that Tim Burton thing. Yeah, I saw it. It's freaking amazing. What was a discarded doll's head doing on a remote Pacific island? Was I it Wilson? I have no idea, but it, this little crab has its head as its shoulder. I almost want to go to the pet shop, <laughs> I'd, get yep. a hermit crab, yep. and give it a selection of Barbie doll heads to work with. <laughs> Let's do it. That would be fantastic. A photo shared on Reddit by user Jam Spangle shows a coconut crab, a large species of hermit crab, wearing a doll's head in place <laughs> oh, of its shell. Co- oh, coconut crabs are huge. <laughs> it was a big head. <laughs> the size of trash cans. It's got a big head. They have tattoos <laughs> and switchblades and take your With pension With an anchor money. on it. Yeah, yeah, anchor tattoos. Commenters said the unsettling photo believed to have been snapped on Henderson Island in the Pitcairn Islands, highlights the effects of marine litter on wildlife. Well, I wouldn't call it litter if it's using it as its home right now. Yeah. It There's recycled. It, it upcycled. Can you imagine if you sat on the beach, you've had a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you watched The Exorcist the night before. Still freshing the memory. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Give someone this... some serious psychological... It's eating a coconut. <laughs> this wasn't a cute head either. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> My name is Milky Joe. (laughs) (laughs) The photo drew several inevitable comparisons to the baby face, the mutant toy composed of a doll's head atop a metal cram's body from Disney's Toy Story. I remember such things. It is 
freaking amazing. I loves him. You need yes. to post that. Post that on our Facebook wall. More oh, questions and answers lovely. with he's Adrian lovely. Lee, and we'll all have a good look at that and keep you awake all night. Michelle, what have you got for me mm. in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? A construction crew unearthed a triceratops skeleton and a skull at the construction site in Thornton on Friday. Paleontologists from the Denver Museum of Nature and Science came to the construction site on Monday to examine the skeleton. Joe Sertich, of Denver Museum of Nature and Science curator of dinosaurs, says it's one of only three triceratops skulls found in the Front Range area. Found in the front yard. Wouldn't that be awesome? What, to find a Triceratops skull in your front yard? That would be incredible. Triceratops is my favourite. Is it? Do you mm-hmm. have a favourite, Miss Morris? T-Rex, because he's got little arms. <laughs> Can't reach nothing. No self-abuse there for the Triceratops Rex. <laughs> I don't know the name of it, but there's like a little one that looks like a walnut, and it's got a club for a towel. I'm sure someone will tell me what it is. But I think that's quite a fun little fella. A lot of times these will be plowed up and they won't be recognized, Sertik said. We're really lucky in this case that it was recognized as fossils and we got the call. The Triceratops was at least 66 million years old, something a little different from the 10,000 to 12,000-year-old fossils, Sertik says, are usually found in the Denver area. The difference in this case was construction crews we're digging deeper for this building than they usually do to build parking lots and other structures, something that allowed them to get closer to an era when dinosaurs roamed the earth. I think I'm right in saying that the distance between a Triceratops existing and a Tyrannosaurus rex is greater than the distance between us now living and a Triceratops. Does that make any sense at all? No. Excellent. No. Do continue, Because <laughs> they're all on land of the lost. Yes, and there's a turtle and they've glued spikes onto its back and it's moving very slowly. I used to do that as a kid with G.I. Joe. I saw that on Mario Kart. Yeah, I'd cut out little hexagons. <laughs> I'd glue it onto the back of the tortoise's... Was his name Bowser? Shall I? <laughs> if you're going to start going and using American cultural references, I'm going to be sadly lacking, unfortunately. <laughs> We've had this conversation. Anything to do with radio and television, in American culture, popular culture, I'm just not there. I, I've got nothing to Hence offer. Hence the missing brain. Mm. <laughs> Disappeared. It's Disapp- on vacation. It's laying on a beach in Florida as we speak. There you go. My heart was racing, Sertik said, as soon as I uncovered it and realized this was a horn of a triceratops and just not another leg bone or part of a hip. It made the sight really exciting. Construction crews have stopped work in the area so scientists can expose the fossil, look for other bones, and then extract them, the city of Thornton said. When the fossil is safely removed, the hope is that one day it will be housed at the Denver Museum of nature and science. As soon as I got on site, I realized it was a pretty important dinosaur find, which are pretty unusual in the Denver area. They are third skull they've ever found mm-hmm. geographically in that area. Remarkable times. We run into the round. It is strange and bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out. But don't fit easily into any other category. Let's see how many we can get through in the last few minutes of the show. A woman who threw her poo out of her date's toilet window because it would not flush had to be rescued after she got stuck trying to retrieve it. What? The amateur gymnast was on a first date with Bristol student Liam Smith when she panicked and threw the feces out of the window. Amateur gymnastics. Lucky man. 
She wasn't that flexible, though. She could only see him on Wednesdays and Thursdays. It did not land in the garden, but became wedged between two non-opening windows. After climbing in head first after it, she became wedged. She's on a first date. She's gone out with the guy. She's gone back to his place. She's done number twos in his toilet. It wouldn't flush. She threw it out the window. It then got stuck between the two windows. She climbed in to get it and got stuck. Mm, sandwich. Mr. Smith <laughs> had to call the fire service for help. Mr. Smith, who is raising funds to fix his broken window, wrote that he was on a Tinder date with the woman and they went back to the shared house he lives in. We'd had a really nice evening, he said. We'd had a meal. At a well-known chicken restaurant and a few beers. KFC. Nothing nothing but the best. (laughs) That's right. Better than Dairy Queen, though, Miss Morris. So he's on a date. He's on a date. He thinks, I know, Kentucky Fried Chicken and a couple of beers. What could possibly go wrong? He said the woman went to the toilet, and when she came back, she had a panicked look in her eye and told him what she'd done. Can you imagine having to say that? No. He said the toilet window opened into a narrow gap separated by another double-glazed window. It was into this twilight zone that my date had thrown her poo, he said. He went to find a hammer to smash the window, but she decided to climb in head first after the offending package and became jammed. The dangers of the well-known chicken restaurant. Although the woman was rescued unharmed, Mr. Smith said the bathroom window was destroyed. Problem is, I've been quoted north of $500 to replace the window, and I'm a student and I can't afford that on my monthly budget he said he and his state had decided to split the extra cash between them after money was raised on the crowdfunding site we move into the round that is not for your mother this is the round if your mother's of a very sensitive and nervous disposition she needs to be removed from the room this also means you have now found us in our archives so thank you for coming to find us why not press the little orange love heart tell us how much you love the show and why not share the link on your social media sites and tell the whole wide world you're listening to more questions than answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. Plastic surgery addict claims his botched nose job has left him with a painful and permanent erection. What? There's many a slip <laughs> twixt cup and lip. It's really too bad. I often get an erection when I'm picking my nose. You see how the two are connected? No. He does it all the time. That's so gross. Nevin Siganovich, 45, was left suffering the rare condition, praperism, where blood rushes to the penis but then can't flow out. So swollen. So swollen. (laughs) Did he pick the left side or the right side? I think they just went in. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I just wanted to see if it looked good that day or not. (laughs) Down to business. (laughs) When the 45-year-old returned home to the Serbian capital Belgrade, he began to suffer long-lasting erections. You say suffer. (laughs) I'm sure he got bored after the first three or four weeks. The Croatian stylist said, I was in Iran for rhinoplasty for the documentary film that Channel 4 is filming covering my life. Iran, the first place you think of when looking for quality plastic surgery. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We did not record the surgery, but only the consultation sessions with the doctor. They gave me general anesthesia, and I reacted badly to it. <laughs> Neven said it was during his plastic surgery that doctors diagnosed him with the rare condition, priapurism. It's where a guy suffers a painful erection that lasts for several hours. You'd need a bucket of ice, wouldn't you? 
enough for champagne at that point. It is not necessarily related to sexual stimulation or excitement and won't disappear after an orgasm. Permanent damage can be caused if a man's member isn't treated quickly and can result in a bloke being able to get it up in the future. The reality star recovered in hospital but said doctors there refused painkillers despite him being in agony. During his stay, he said, I reside in Belgrade Hospital since Friday. I have to be at the hospital for five more days. That's persistent, isn't it? They were unable to numb the area. Num, 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 Nevin said, I didn't know you were a doctor. Nevin said, he almost makes you want to go and have rhinoplasty, doesn't it? Nevin said he has now had an operation to relieve his prayer prism. But doctors have warned he won't fully recover for a few months. Surgeons can insert a shunt into the penis to mm. create a new route for blood to flow out of the penis to prevent long-lasting erections. Like an overflow. Just like oh. the overflow in your water tank. Oh. The plastic surgery addict has had more than a dozen ops, three on his nose, plus procedures to enhance his lips, stomach and chin. But is the final nose operation to correct a wonky septum... <sighs> A wonky septum. Damn you, wonky septum. That will be the one that propels him to international star status. His wonky septum was holding him back from a career as an international Hollywood star, apparently. He said, I look forward to a movie about myself, possibly Free Willy or Die Hard. (laughs) Wow. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? Surgeons in Gungzu recently removed. Gungzu. Yep, a glass cup from a married man's anus. What? A glass cup. Glass cup. Oh yeah, it was a big one. <gasps> oh. oh, do tell. He does like a nice big cup of tea. Doesn't from he? his anus. Is a noose. Yeah, that's right. Stuffing butts. Stuff and he isn't butts. telling anyone how it got there. He slipped when he was making a cup of tea. I got locked out. I got locked out of the house. Luckily for me, the kitchen window was open. My wife had been making a cup of tea at the time. I climbed through the window, slipped on the sink. My trousers then fell down. Officer, you'll never believe it. Never. Be- you should see where the sugar bowl went. However, it was apparently up in there (gasps) for two full days before the pain became too unbearable and the man rushed into the hospital at 2 a.m. screaming for doctors to help him. Quickly, doctors took an X-ray and discovered that... That's a Chinese X-ray, is it? (laughs) It's almost like you're fluent. (laughs) They discovered that you... Yup. He had a. If he did that in the canteen, in bum. that would be Cantonese. Oh, oh no! Mm-mm. No. More specifically, that the cup was made of glass, eight centimeters tall and seven centimeters in diameter, resting in the upper part of his rectum. Damn near killed him. Where and did the saucer go? It didn't. There was a spoon that went missing as well. It's not an English cup. Was he doing shots? Oh, no. no. Yeah, she snorted twice I, and he got a cup he was, stuck up his bottom. Michelle, he was married. <laughs> I don't see the connection. I, I do. do. 
he did something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> bend over. Oh, <laughs> I'll make you a nice cup of tea. That's right. Yes. Can I have it strong and black? Well, they said that <laughs> if they did not get the cup out, that it could lead to his death if not remi- removed. Removed quickly and fastly and fastery and quickly. I'm sorry. Fastery. I'm due back on earth at any moment. Do excuse me. Suddenly everyone starts dancing around and there's a man appearing with a head like a donkey. And a cup. <laughs> it's a safety dance. See anyone? According to a local news report, doctors at first tried to take out the object the same way it came in, using drugs to relax the man's anus. Amyl nitrate. It's poppers. They were able to reach the cup, Lucky but a found it too slippery. Slippery oh, <laughs> to come out. Slippery. <laughs> oh, Shrippery. very slippery cup. <laughs> Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Worried that the glass cup might shatter if they tried to force it out because he wasn't pushing. Doctors instead decided to cut the man open to retrieve the cup from his abdomen. So he had a cup C-section. <laughs> <laughs> what do you name it? <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> Afterward, the man spent some time in the hospital recovering from his surgery, but has since returned home. He never did tell the doctors how the cut got up there in the first place. Reportedly, he's a married man in his 30s with children. Ooh, nice. that's not how the birth control works. I'm just saying. Just saying. You wouldn't want a cup of tea at their house, would you? Well, earlier this year, another man from Gangzhou also required medical attention. I don't remember if we did this story, but it's freaking hilarious. After sticking a live eel up his butt. What? Eels. Oh, Climbing up inside you. Eels. Eels. Going up your insides. Middling around. He was stump. hoping to cure his constipation. Nice. No. <laughs> Do you know and who I feel sorry what? for? The eel. That eel's minding its own business. <laughs> it's thinking to itself, the sun's out, the birds are tweeting in the trees. <laughs> I'm in love. He's whistling as he's walking down the street. He's feeling very electrified. There. Straight up. He stuck a live eel up his bum. Up his bum to cure constipation. And actually what ended up happening was the eel started burrowing into his intestines. Do you think eels are covered by animals in the law? I mean, has he got like congereal rights? Oh, my God. Uh, you see what I mean about the brain now, right? <sighs> Michelle, what do you have for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? A former stripper turned professional sex witch now makes a living teaching people about pagan eroticism, including how spells can boost orgasms. I'd like a sex witch, like cheese and tomato with some pickle. <laughs> She's stealing my bag, babe. That's right. That's what I thought. <laughs> Let's go fight her. I know. Okay. I'd like to see that. What? It'd be like Quidditch, wouldn't it? You'd be all flying With around. With Quidditch? <laughs> You've never even seen a movie. 
I've never quit seen trying to say Quidditch. Harry Potter in my entire life. Never seen an episode. <sighs> I have more ambition than reading children's books. I'm sorry. There's a whole um, world out there of Ernest Hemingway and George Orwell. And Playboy. And Playboy. I'm not wasting my time <laughs> reading children's books. I'm sorry. I've got more ambition. There's adults walking around reading bloody children's books. <laughs> Like, is Moby Dick not good enough for them all of a sudden? Jeez, you're judgy. She, yeah, you are. Just lost half. I split our audience in half. Absolutely, polemically down the middle, I've just split the audience in half. Shaney Marie, 31, became interested in witchcraft after working as an exotic dancer and deciding her male clients needed deeper sexual connections. Wow. Yeah. The self-proclaimed priestess now teaches magic sexuality to couples and singletons across Australia and plans to take her booming business to Europe. Do you notice the key part of that sentence was self-proclaimed? <laughs> self-proclaimed high priestess. You see, no exams have been taken. No. No certificates have been signed. No. No courses have been embraced. Mm-mm. But I am self-proclaimed high priestess. I will call myself that. Yes. This is art. I'm calling it art because I'm an artist. I am the self-proclaimed host. Duchamp. You are, in fact, the host. (laughs) I see where we are. (laughs) There's a lot of darkness in this studio, isn't there? Every week, week in, week out, I'm smudging in here. The sage I'm going through. The New Zealand-born witch identifies as pansexual, which means not being limited by gender, and she is also echosexual, which means finding nature and the earth sexually stimulating. Did you say echo? Mm-hmm. Sexual? Echo. Echo. <laughs> yes. Sexual. Sexual. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> So she's making love to rabbit holes is what's happening, isn't it? This is where we are. You can dress it up. like tree stumps. (laughs) And twigs. Twigs. (laughs) Takes all sorts. Not a good day for the stick insect, was it? (laughs) Yes, I think we know what an echo is. We've moved beyond kindergarten. (laughs) She said sex witchery involves using ancient pagan ways of being to unlock greater pleasure pathways. Nice. Oh, pleasure pleasure pathways. pathways. (laughs) When I was a stripper, I noticed most men. (laughs) How many times have you said that in your life? Things got in the way. Look at that man, he's got a twig. It is wand. You wouldn't know. Mm, so sexy. Get a hold of my smudging wand. It has an exploding tip. <laughs> Quick run, here comes my hex. <laughs> when I was a stripper, uh-huh. I noticed most men were coming to me in search of deeper connections and uh-huh. had no, no touching nowhere else to turn oh nowhere no touching mm. nowhere to turn to <laughs> baby nowhere, nowhere to, to run, run. <laughs> i love martha reeves i just thought i'd share that with you. <laughs> 
Rescue me and take me in your arms. Rescue me. I want your tender charms. Because <laughs> I'm lonely and I'm blue. So I need blue. you. You're not so. Why don't you rescue me? <laughs> what is going on? Martha Reeves and the Exorcists. By a strange turn of fate, it turns out Martha Reeves was one of the best exorcists in America. She kept that bloody quiet, didn't she? The high priestess. Well, self-proclaimed. Yes, yes. It's the self-proclaimers. <laughs> when they walk 500 miles. Nice. Oh, I looked back to ancient times. There were once temples where men would seek counsel and healing from erotic dancers. Yes, brothels we call those. Yes. Modern strip clubs are a power play. Men objectify women, but women ob objectify them with their wallets. It's no longer a place of love. Has it ever been a place of love? <laughs> oh, when is a, when is a strip joint been a place of love? Seriously. And there is not a lot of respect on either side of the sexes. I decided to return to older roots and bring on an awakening. Really? Mm-hmm. Phenomena. Badamina. <laughs> like porn. Yes. <laughs> you, can't mix, you can't mix the Muppets Woo! and Paul, I'm sorry. Yes, oh, I bet you can. <laughs> I've seen sights. What? Does it smell like bacon to you? Mm. Oh, frog's legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, caramine. That's Def Leppard, isn't it? <laughs> I think we've pretty much exhausted the Muppets. <laughs> I swear to God, when banning Bloody Marys from this room. <sighs> Spirituality is the best way, and this helps us to recondition ourselves with erotic subtleties. Subtle. Mm -hmm. Subtle. You don't have the words stripper, Australian, and witch in all the same sentence with the word subtle, do you? You Crikey. see where we're going. It's your Australian impression, is it? Crikey. We're going to lose listeners. Can <laughs> I be one of those Scottish Australians <laughs> Sorry, Tanya. that you read so much about? Stroof, there's a bloke down here with no strides on. Crikey, go. Oh, crikey. For Shaney, who came from the seaside town of Katia... Arousal can come from things as subtle as a gust of wind. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people in Florida and Texas and the Caribbean at the moment. I thought whoever was laying in, in bed with you. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Fart jokes now, is it? Yep. I see where we are. Oh. <sighs> This is a feature of eco-sexuality, the seeking of sexual gratification in nature. Her clients are taught rituals like praying at love altars, erotic dance workshops. Gosh. Great. <laughs> yeah. Erotic dance workshops. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Using crystals and sex toys to heighten sexual climaxes. Already do it. Next. 
<laughs> How's that working out? <laughs> Fabulous. We've been banned from the geology museum. Geodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just pop a couple of geodes up. That'll sort you out lovely. Oh, God. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yes. She also casts spells to deepen feelings of sexual pleasure. Shaney, who now lives in Melbourne, said, I'm in a heterosexual relationship, but I'm open to explore life. So I could be described as pansexual. Doing oh. anything. Any yeah, time. exactly. Pan. Pansexual. Yes. yes. Is that that's... like Martha Stewart and, Doesn't... you know, with the pans? I, think I don't so. think that's got anything Oliver. to do with cooking. I think it's a goat-like <laughs> character that blows pipes. <laughs> oh! oh! Like Zambir. Oh, I have no idea what the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the eyes. Look yeah. at her eyes. They're awesome. That's creepy. <laughs> her eyes went rectangle like a goat. <laughs> Believable. Love me some gold. <laughs> <laughs> Spellcrafting can involve boosting pleasure. It's one of the most powerful forces you can experience. It's like a rocket fuel for manifestation. Kerosene. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. She says her mostly male clientele, who span the ages of 20 to 70, are in the hundreds. But that number is rising as people trade religion for spirituality. There's a history of misinformation about witchcraft and paganism, but people are curious and spirituality is slowly replacing religion. There you go. You leave this show. Yes, we've already worked out we know what an echo sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) And even though you're leaning into your microphone and doing it through your cupped hands, there's actually a button on the soundboard that will do that for you. Oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening. Well, a wife, allegedly, cut off her husband's penis, penis, dick. (laughs) Twig and berries. Because he spent too much time golfing. There. What's his home life like if he's spending every day on the golf course? Is there anything I would add to that? Oh, he'd rather roll his bag around than I guess. bring it to home. If, yeah. uh, if he is actually, I'm going golfing. golfing. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh. Golf. I'm just nipping out to play some golf. Mm. I'll be back A in lot. Are you doing hours. that because you have done that? I've never played golf. Oh, I come oh. from East London. Yeah, what do you do instead? What? Inst- well, we rob people and steal cars. <laughs> what do you think we do? Oh, we so set fire you're to going mattresses. Out robbing yes. with the fingers. I'm just going out robbing, <laughs> robbing with the boys. Yeah, we're yeah. going into West London. We'll, talk, we'll burn a few mattresses. We're going out pickpocketing, <laughs> like Oliver <laughs> Twist. <laughs> do you want to see Oliver Twist? <laughs> Please, may I have some more? That's what I say. <laughs> Do you like Dickens? Yes, but not on the first night of a date. Oh, it's our Renaissance story, Dickens Cider. Look back in our archives. I didn't know it. Charles Dickens made cider. I know you didn't. <laughs> <sighs> the 50 year old woman attacked her hubby with a kitchen knife as he slept. Nice. He snoring. 
before. I'm glad you highlighted what Snorri <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> I've done the echo. I've done Snorri. I can do it all. Right on. And then she decided to, after she whacked it off, whack it off, whack it off. Do you not know that? Again, you're going with American culture and I'm left wanting. Do you wanting. not know the childhood song, There's a Skeeter on My Peter, Whack It Off? Not a clue what you're talking about. Not an idea. Do you know, Nothing. Michelle? I do. There's a skeeter on my Peter, whack it off, whack it off. We don't have mosquitoes in Britain. Oh, well, then you wouldn't be whacking off your Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's not be hasty. Uh, Well, anyway, what she did is she cut off his manhood, his penis, his... Graphic detail. Before frushing it (sighs) down a toilet. That was lucky for her, wasn't it? Yeah, but whoosh, and it was gone. Stunned neighbors told cops the couple appeared to have a good relationship, really. Oh, boy. <laughs> but the wife, named only as Mrs. Kim, as she would be, reportedly confessed to officers that her husband had ignored her. See what happens? Oh, men, men, no. don't, don't ignore them. Mm-mm. Don't. Do yep, not. Your livelihood will be going down the toilet. It's not livelihood. Depends what you're doing for a living. <laughs> <laughs> A neighbor found the husband writhing in pain on the floor after hearing him groaning in his flat. He is said to be in stable in the hospital. In a, in a stable in the hospital. Yes. It's like oh, baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting the sounds of a stable now, are we? That was like that little Fisher-Price barnyard where you open the door. And went, I love that. Did you have that? No. Oh, friend you did. played with it at your friend's house. Yes. You stole it. <laughs> did you notice that your friends had all the best toys when you grew up? Yes. He had Stretch yes. Armstrong as well. <gasps> My brother had that. was favorite, wasn't it? Yeah, first man on the moon. Oh, <laughs> you. Police said they would probe more about the motive for the alleged attack before issuing an arrest warrant. Local sources said cops suspected the husband could have been attacked for cheating. See, you don't do that either, men. Don't, don't do no it. No cheating on the golf or course. Or women. No, no cheating. No woman. You don't cheat on the woman. You'll the... get super glued wenuses and everything. Yeah. Donald Trump says it's okay to cheat on the golf course, apparently. So it's oh, all good. Oh, no, you didn't. That's mean. I just wonder that sometimes you read stories where they flush something down the toilet and three blocks away it comes back up again. Oh, good God. Like snakes. We've read them out, haven't we? Can you imagine you're sat on the toilet and then suddenly... Mama, I found the mushroom. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't remember eating that. There's a cup next to it. Oh, shiitake. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Last month, it was reported that an 11-year-old boy had 26 magnetic balls removed from his penis after he inserted them out of curiosity. <laughs> he got stopped at airport security, apparently. He had a I'm great bored. Person. I've got a bowl of ball bearings. What am I going to do for the afternoon? <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> I feel the texture. It feels smooth and silky. You think Hi. after the first one or two, your curiosity would wane. wane. But he yes. kept going. He was persistent. <laughs> Let me see how many can fit Fed up there. Up there. <laughs> Great. Oh, look, a world record 27. Good times. Get the magnet. <laughs> And that's why they call him Stretch Armstrong. 
But alas, all good things come to an end. And it's not enough. As I look at tonight's scores, I am still in second place on that six. Heather never got off of a zero, although her score does look like <gasps> binary, the way it flip-flopped around from positive and negative numbers. But in first place, winning the resplendent $33,000 IR camera is Michelle Corey, who scored 12. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee you can also follow my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and remember we stay in the studio now and do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called not for your mother that we can't read out on air so if you go to soundcloud.com search for our archives you get a little bit more there. A little bit of filth. Oh, my. Michelle. That's terrible. <laughs> soda. Whose stomach is that? Honestly. I think oh. it's Michelle's. There's, there's bloating. God, it's like James and the Giant Peach. Don't drink the pickle soda. This is what will happen. Would you like just... A weather thin mint. Just one weather thin. A weather thin mint. Is that your blood pressure test? What is that? That's that's your, oh, you're still alive, are you? Do we even know what that sound is? No idea. Keep no going. clue. I'll keep going. I've no clue what the sound is. It's, it's a fun stomach. sound. Yeah. I shall carry on regardless. <laughs> it's not a storm warning. It's not about to be hit by a <laughs> hurricane. It's Hurricane or Jose. Okay. Oh, I shall Jose. continue through the sound madness. It's ended. What was that? Oh, it feels so much better. <laughs> well, it was Michelle. <laughs> so hurry up. <laughs> I need to get to the bar. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended, distended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Nathan Bush, and Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society, interparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, MUFON of Minnesota, Martins Online Auctions, and Frank Zolchek. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting.